Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out. There are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a patron, do everything, and it's so easy to do. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. We're throwing a ball on Block Talk as we break down episode 4 of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. And joining me for this episode is the brightest queen in all the stars, Alora Borealis. I love that. I love hearing that. That makes me feel so good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you. How are you? I'm good. It's hot. It is hot, <laughs> yes. This is probably the first episode of the year that like, I have like no ac on or anything and i'm really hot and i'm gonna sweat through this next hour but we're gonna have fun i'm okay with that we're gonna it's have good. fun and it's gonna be great and where did you watch the episode last night i watched it at the west end actually yeah how was yeah. that it was a great time it was fun watching carlos and Anne turn a show and it was just a gay old time was it a gay old time it was always a gay old time did you win anything i did i went a few shots that's cool yeah were you wasted by the end no i had work this morning so i couldn't be that much damn well, I was watching at Fresco's Cantina. Oh, with Gina Tonic. Gina Tonic and Sissy Walken yes. and Harriola Grande. Oh, who loves me some Harriola? Harriola's great. She lives down the street. You can go see her after. I wouldn't go that far. Ah! All right. So we're going to talk about um, last night's episode. And let's just dive right into it. So yes. after the elimination, Mayhem is still here and her feet hurt. So the girls sit down and Monet has more sponges. <laughs> does she just keep them everywhere? Or, does she, or are they like hidden in the workroom? Like, what's going on with the sponges? I'm pretty sure she's just popping them out where the sun don't shine. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of that, Chola Spears. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an inside joke. We'll talk oh about that another time. So we learned that Blair lent Asia the gloves at, from the Vixen. And Aquaria is shook. That face says it all. Ugh. So Monique is quiet because she's still miffed that she was thrown under the bus, but it's not really a bus that she was thrown under because she was the team leader. And she's always safe. Oh, travesty. Yeah, right. So Mayhem tries to state her case, and Monique cuts her off like the big mouth bitch that she is. So Mayhem starts to snap back and warns everyone that she is not here for RuPaul's friends race. She forgot the best. She's here for the money, honey. I mean... She's stating her case. She's not wrong. It's very true. So the next day, Monet, Eureka, and Aquaria walk in like cheetah girls. But really, Monet is paying homage to Bibi Zaharbonet's best drag look in her cheetah onesie. Oh my god. Do you, ha- do you have a onesie? I mean, I have several onesies, but... Oh my god, tell us what you have. Oh, they're nothing fun. It's nothing like... Oh, like a bunch of friends of mine have like Pikachu and everything. I'm just like simple, plain old onesie. I'm basically like Ritzy Bits's like walk around onesie. Oh, that's... A little scary. winter onesie. I'm not that exciting. Why aren't you exciting? At least not with onesies. I'm not ritzy. I'm not going to walk around the gig in a onesie. Why not? It could be a new thing. I walk around in a jumpsuit. It's close enough. Fair, fair. So Monet thinks she's been floating under the radar and wants to break out of that. Girl, don't you worry. The girls poke fun at Monet's kitty hair, but she thinks she can model anything. Or as Monique says, waddle. That was so funny. (laughs) But like in all seriousness, I love Monet and her finger waves. It looks so 
good on her. It frames her face so beautifully. Yeah. Like, I've seen her in gigantic hair, and that looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I've seen her in her finger waves, and I've seen her in no hair at all. Like, in my opinion, she really cannot do anything wrong with her face because she just does it so well. Well, I could state that I've seen her a couple couple times live where she's done things, and I'm like, ooh, try again. But... (laughs) experimenting is great and this is all post-drag race so right something happened on the show clearly it always does though there's always a glow up even from like a month after it's like where were you for three months Uh, i don't know i don't know but your makeup got so much better you know i've just been practicing it's like yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so rue comes in to announce the mini challenge where they will be celebrity photo bombers in their 15 minute quick drag so we're gonna go through all of them and Quick drag well, well, again. It's it's the is every mini challenge going to be quick drag this I hope season. Not. I mean, we, again, we have to wait for it to dwindle down before we get our that's true um, reading challenge. Yeah, and, all and then we puck with the puppets. Yeah, that's true. So Miss Cracker, she gets to photo bomb Venus Williams. She wears her signature cracker, cracker hair with hair. the most manly mug yet. <laughs> the, that jump with the hair is life. Oh my god, that face! Like that was it was actually shocking to me that we actually saw her five o'clock shadow because I. Don't think I've ever seen her with any level of facial hair. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? What is that? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, like, prior to the show, we never see Cracker as a boy. No, ever. like, ever. Never. Even that time when she did the... When she paid the homage to Aquaria when she did the blue briefs and the harness, yeah. she was still in full face. So, like, the only thing yeah. we saw was her hair. But even that was, like, slicked down to a style. So, True. so Monique photobombs the Joe Bros. With her five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. She loves to show that cooch. And just like avant garbage, she's got toilet paper on her heel. Oh my god. Her beat was gross. I, I was scared. I didn't like it. Hey, quick drag. What are you going to do? It was true. So Eureka gets to photobomb Rihanna. And her quick drag is pretty. Yeah, I'm it was good. Sure. She can do a split. She can. That's basically all that she gave us. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed in the picture they chose to show us where it was like the scrunched up like really, really close to her face. I was yeah. like, I kind of would have preferred to see her where she was like pointing to Rihanna's cooch. That was more entertaining for me at yeah. least. Next up was Asia who photobombs Will and Kate. And this girl is good at stank face. Yeah. I love the freckled little girl look on her. It's funny. Oh my God. It was so funny. Mayhem photobombs Taylor Swift. It was fine. There was just nothing funny about it. I don't remember it. To be exactly. perfectly honest, I don't remember she it. She was just like in a black dress, like regular B. It was bleh. And like, I hate to say it because I do love Mayhem, but I honestly just don't remember it. Yeah, she. that's how I'm feeling with her this season. She's just becoming like really forgettable quickly. Oh. Next, we had Dusty Ray Bottoms, who photobombs Oprah, and that it's still a man, Maury. And it was like, but it, like... What annoyed me the most about that one is because Dusty is such a big personality, and they kind of just were like, here's her head. It's like, but you, she did so much more than that. You could have easily edited her in a better way, because she was really funny, in my yeah. opinion, at least. Um, but she's good with those crazy eyes. Of course. <laughs> Always. Next, we had Blair St. Clair, who photobombs Beyonce. She dresses up as an old lady in a robe, and I feel like Blair keeps rising and rising. She's doing well. She is. She's a good time. I like her a lot. Monet Exchange photobombs Mariah Carey, and she just loves that motherfucking onesie, or maybe she's just stuck in it. I'm not sure. The jumpsuit. (laughs) Everything. Cameron gets to photobomb the Trumps. Her best gimmick is the sign, and it's a bit obvious of a choice. Yeah, and it was really blurred out in the final shot, too, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, well, not necessarily her fault. No, of course not, no. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the same thing with like what I said with Dusty. Is that it wasn't their choice of the photo, but it's like why did the producers pick yeah. those? Like really? Well, because maybe they wanted certain someone to win. 
Uh, Accurate. The Vixen, photobomb's grumpy cat, and I feel like this was a deliberate setup because the Vixen is a grumpy pussy. So true. Are you allergic to pussy? I'm allergic to Vixen's pussy. There you go. There we have it. The Vixen, she is here to fight. Uh, Finally, we have Aquaria, who photobombs Kanye and Kim K. And as she says, no, I'm usually the star of the pictures. Excuse me, Mo, my eyes roll into my brain. So, she looks great, but her photobomb of the poop is really basic. Yeah, it wasn't worthy win. She won. Why? Why? Exactly why? Who would your winner have been? Mm, Probably Cracker. Same. Probably Cracker. Same. Just, like, that face... And, like, the fact that she took off the cracker wig was just like, yeah. oh my god, done. So, her prize is something from Postmates, so we get a delivery from Postmates from Picro Lum Sean. And honestly, I couldn't care less about him. Oh my god, I, I forgot he existed. Not my type. Moving on. So, Rue announces that she has some good news and some bad news. The bad news, climate change is real. The good news, they're throwing a ball. The maxi challenge is the last ball on Earth where they have to serve three looks. First, Alaskan winter realness. Second, Miami summer realness. And third, Martian eleganza extravaganza. Whoo! It's a lot. It's a it lot. was a lot. It was so many looks. I like literally. I was kind of exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Not even because it wasn't entertaining. I was just like, okay. I know they're tired because I'm tired. Yeah. So I want to clear something up before we get into it all, um, because it was a little confusing how they presented it. But it made it seem like they had to make all three looks. Yeah. When in fact it was only the Martian Eleganza that they had to do. The other two they could bring in and add to if they wanted. Um, And we know this simply as we watch each girl on the runway because those first two looks could not have been created. No, not in that short of time. No. Like like, especially when Aquaria was like, oh, I dip dyed every single piece of fur myself. I was like, girl, when the hell did you find the time? It's like, I know your last outfit was like... And then you look at like Dusty's last outfit, which is not good. The other two were constructed well right so you knew you're like ah, right. ah, no yeah even the vixen you're like she did not make her <laughs> exactly winter uh-huh. and like cracker's little um penelope pit stop i was like yeah girl you didn't make that yeah, so at least not now anyway we just wanted to clear that up now before people get more confused because it was very confusing so monet pushes through to get the patter the patent leather fabric that asia knows monet has no idea how she works with as she cuts into it and she's just like oh cringing God. i felt so hard for asia for that she was like girl is just cutting into this fabric like edward scissorhands and i was like yeah it's like i know monet construct very well i've known her for a few years and i was just like oh i was like my soul literally fell out i was like ow yeah. Monet calls back yet again that in her mind RuPaul loved the sponge. Love the sponge look. Oh, God. Girl, drop it. Keep praying to that sponge. Drop it like all the sponge you're dropping off the dress that you keep finding everywhere. It's not good, girl. It's not good. Not good. So, Cameron is making a headpiece while Cracker is giving a Flash Gordon look. And she's worried that it's an easy Mars look. I'm sure she'll elevate it. Yeah. Like, like the fact that she was like, I'm so worried that it's so simple. I was like, girl, it's you. But it's before, not going to be simple. Before we can get any more from Cracker, the Vixen starts the chorus of Angie's because why the fuck not? I mean, really. Is this going to be a trend every episode? I mean, as long as they do it properly, because the few gays that I've heard doing it all over social media are like, all the same. Well, it's all one note. It's all, Vanjie, Vanjie, Vanjie. And I'm like, that. that's not what it was. It was, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. Like, there were three levels. It was purposeful. Do you think someone's going to do Vanjie for a Snatch Game? 
Oh my god! I, I never even thought of that. that would be oh my god! Rude as Vanjie. Would it be too soon though? Absolutely. No one would have her look unless she le- left that. But like, how much there. did she really do? Like, how? Like, are you gonna just say Vanjie the whole time? Yes. Okay, probably. Yeah. Yes. So Asia starts her help campaign as she says Monet with her fabric, and they decide to call her Blartha or Black Martha Stewart. Very, very cute, and it's going to be a lot of foreshadowing here. Aquarius starts cutting out a lightning bolt for a paper dollar. Come on, milk. Right? That, I had the same thought. I literally was like, walking with fashion. And uh, as Cracker okay. says, Aquarius is going to glue something to a bra. I mean... It's true. Pheromone? Princess mm-hmm. challenge, anyone? Yeah. Asia tries on a purple hat thing that Aquaria calls her Buzz Lightyear, and she's not wrong. It was very funny. It was accurate. Uh, Monique tries to help Eureka into her garment, but the zipper breaks, and Monique prays to the zipper gods Seriously. and falls into her signature hee-hee-hee laugh. It's funny. It is. I it's hadn't good. noticed it before then. No, me either. When so they were like, wait, what? So I literally, I actually, when I got home, I rewatched some of the clips. I was like, oh my god, they're right. Oh my god. Yeah. So Dusty decides to use metal to design, design her garment. And keeps touching her hot glue gun with her bare hands. Have you ever burned yourself with Oh my god, glue? yes. I had done it recently, um... At the part, like the end of the year party at the Ace Hotel, mm-hmm. um, there was like build your own, like make your own rock pet um, there, Ooh. and I was just a little drunk, oh, a little drunk, and I was yeah. trying to make it, and I just could not maneuver that gun. It yeah, no, the worst time I burnt myself with a hot glue gun was back when I did Miss West End two and a half years ago when the beat was. Are painful mm, yes no one looks at them um great i will find them i'm sure you will but uh i was making this ridiculously excessive witch's candy hat because i was doing like hansel and gretel and the witch and i was doing my candy hat and i just pressed the glue gun a little too hard without realizing it, and a giant glob of glue is sitting on my finger without me paying any attention and i'm sitting there i'm like ow i'm in pain why am i in pain oh look and i had a second degree burn on my middle finger for about a week and a half amazing so you were just like yeah, basically, yeah, quite Showing literally, yep, everyone, time. yep, flipping everyone off. Of course. So Blair calls out, calls her out, um, they cannot come on stage in a design challenge in a corset and panty, dot, 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 fill in the blank. I call shade because you can't say dot, dot, dot when you're referring to Dusty. <laughs> Blair, you're funny, girl. <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to Trixie yell right now. So... Rue comes in to do her little walk around. She starts with her chat with Asia about the O'Hara family, and she starts list- listing the girls and leaves off her daughter. Oh my god, Fifi! Completely. Now here, here's my question: obvious. Was this Asia or the editors because they hate Fifi? I'm after almost certain that it was the editors and the producers. They're like, we don't so want this too. to come back because I'm pretty sure there was a moment where Rue was like, "Oh, Fifi girl," because. As much drama as there was, Rue has forgiven Fifi, at least to some extent, and vice versa. It was, like, it was very curious, because it yeah. wasn't something that we didn't know. Right. We had heard it before. Exactly. So it was just very curious that on the show proper, they left it off. Yeah. So Asia has stated that she makes outfits for Kennedy and Alyssa and Dolly Parton, the ultimate drag queen. So why are we getting so much on Asia's design background? Hmm, could it be because her runway will suck? Foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. Everything. So Aquara reveals that she was studying women's wear, but she knew life, nightlife was a better fit for her. When Rue asks her how she got into the clubs if she's only 21 now, she reveals that she pulled some strings. 
Listen. I mean, so did I. It was called a fake ID. If it works, it works. There may or may not be other young ladies currently in New York City who are underage but work frequently by pulling those fake age strings. Bloop. I'm not going to say names, but I think we all know who. Look. I'm sorry. Let me try this again. Looks is what I do. Some girls in the workroom chose to read books. I I chose chose to turn turn looks. looks. (laughs) Now, Aquaria is then asked to retake that quote because that's going to be on the promo and everything because it's TV and she can't do it. Nope. (laughs) Some queens aren't made for TV and I don't think Aquaria is right for TV. I mean... She's got a face for radio? No, I'm kidding. No, no she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Not. I'm totally kidding. No, I'm she's totally stunning. Kidding. She she is a model. She is. She looks like Linda Evangelista. She stoned those tights. Exactly. No, like put her in a picture and we'll love it. Yeah. Let her open her mouth and we're like. Mm, You're no. 21. Yeah. So the vixen wants to be out of this world with her turquoise. She reveals that her godmother taught her to sew by putting a pattern on a napkin, and Rue snaps back that it's a great skill to make her gay. <laughs> I actually missed that. I didn't hear. That? I didn't hear that. Actually, I missed that. That's yeah, funny. That. <laughs> oh, what real. skill that you learned made you gay? Oh God, what did I? Learn? Uh, hmm. I mean, I guess my mother taking me shopping at Target and me staring at the men's underwear packages for too long. That would do it. <laughs> so Blair once again says that she loves Eras. Did you know that she's an old-fashioned drag queen? Really? I had no idea. <gasps> I had no idea. So Rue asks how she got into drag, and she says she studied hair and makeup and theater, which translated into drag, which is very true. I mean, me, Carlos, and Nicole and Oscar, we were having a moment at West End where we were just like, really? Where were you? Where were you, though? Hmm. Well, Rue calls her out for being an all-American boy next door, a.k.a. my type, and Blair says that she gets mistaken for a 12-year-old boy, and that is the ultimate boner killer. I Do mean, not ever say that again, please. I mean, maybe for you. There's plenty of people that are okay with it, I'm sure. Also, Rue, don't call her kiddo. That's really gross. Ugh. Oh, God, that was the worst. Listen, I'll call... I, like, I, I've used kiddo before, but like Ugh. when you just talked about her being 12 years old... It doesn't make it any kiddo. better. Oh, God. Please don't so call bad. her kiddo. Ugh. So this one's funny. Monet considers herself a fashion queen and does big hair when the occasion calls for it. And Cracker reveals that Monet shows up to the gig in a romper, no tuck, no wig, and audiences eat her up. Which and is completely true. accurate. It's, it's completely true. Because Monet turns the fucking show. When when you can host so well, you could literally wear a trash bag and, no and one's still be okay. Yeah, exactly. So, it's elimination day. Monique knows this is a Project Runway, Tim Gunn, make it work moment. Cue more Asia help in the girls. Dusty's wig has blue lights, but Cracker tells you that they're not going to see it with the runway lights. And we learned this from... Uh, Ginger Minge. Ginger Minge. All-Stars 2, yeah. Now, here's my question. If you know you're going to have the lights, why can't you be like, hey, producers, is there any way we can like turn the lights off for a hot second? But that's exactly what Ginger did, and they said no. She mentions it. She said, I tried to get the producers to turn them off, but they wouldn't. Then why, knowing that, why would Dusty do this? Meh. Oh, well. So Monet and Eureka laugh about the ball, and we learn about the Tennessee drag donkey kick. Do you do a drag donkey kick? I do. Really often. Like, I used to do it when I was in shows in high school. Like, I was throwing my legs around, and just, like, any moment I could just be as gay as possible. It's like, here's a donkey kick real quick. I feel like I have a couple pictures of you doing the donkey kick. I'm sure you do. I'm sure many people do. Is that your signature? Probably, because I really can't quite do a death drop yet. So it's like, if my legs can go in the air, because my legs can go in the air, they can't hit the ground that way. Well, someone's got to teach you. 
It's a work in progress. So Asia is the mother figure of the group. She casually drops that both her parents are dead, and it's uncomfortable so for everybody. So casually. Just like, oh yeah, by the way, they're dead. It was really uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I don't know if, what I would have done if I'm Blair in that situation. I'm like, Like, poor Blair, Sorry? her face literally cracked so hard. She was like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what? Yeah. So, next. Cracker asks Aquaria if she has sugar daddies because she heard about it in New York City. Damn, why does this rumor occur? People assume if you look like a million bucks, you come from a million bucks. Aquaria states it's from her gigs. Truth? Sure. Okay. Cracker breaks the fourth wall and says she is gladly willing to have a sugar daddy. And I just want to say, speaking of sugar daddies, let's put the rumors to rest. I am not a sugar daddy. I have never been a sugar daddy. If I wanted to be a sugar daddy, I couldn't be one because that means you have to get sugar. And what? I don't get sugar. End of scene. Eureka doesn't know that she has an accent. Monet then tries to give a for real history lesson. She claims that people from England used to talk like us, a.k.a. Americans, and then they went there. Lies and fairy tales, as Monique says. Monet states that her teachers taught her this, and at first I was like, I worry about the New York City school system. Is Monet from New York? Oh, yeah, she is from New York. She is. Yeah, okay, yeah, born and raised, yes. But wait, are you ready for the twist? It's right. Apparently, we're all wrong, and Cambridge University, in an article that came out in 2012, states that Monet is, in fact, correct. Yeah, I saw three different people on Facebook that are very smart people. Like, I know for a fact that they are very intelligent people. They were all corroborating it. I'm like, I feel like you're just really feeding into it just to bullshit all of us. And then I was like, and that was like the first person. Then the second person said, I was like, okay, maybe not. And then the third person, a person who was actually from the UK, corroborated with it. I was like, oh, shit. I had no idea that was a thing. I did not know that at all. Well, thanks to Brian Moyer, who is best known for adding celebrities and stirring up racial problems in his recaps for Vice, shared this fact uh, from Cambridge University in his recap of the episode. So basically, we're all confused, and I don't know who the dumb one is. Me. Yeah, I honestly... Because, like, I've listened to it, I was like, oh my god, Monet is so stupid. And then I'm like, wait, now I'm stupid? Yeah, Right? I don't like that. Like, everyone was thinking Monet was stupid. I was like, I don't think she's stupid. I, like, just... I didn't ever hear that. Like, I don't... I just know I'm ignorant from this fact, but I'm pretty sure Monet's not lying. Yeah. Oh, ours. So, let's get to the runway. All right. Let's address it. I joked about it last night on Facebook. I said that that is not Rue, but that it's a body double because she was so sick she couldn't film. I don't know what the thing, what was going on. She was going for a Lee Bowery Club Kid look. I don't know. I kind of lived for it. It was I did so too, good. But honestly... It was a little bit of a take that thing off of your face yes, moment. Yes, it was... It, <laughs> I was kind of hoping she would at least like take the... The visor sun, Yeah, the sunglasses, yeah. But I have a feeling that maybe she had like pink eye or something and she just didn't want that showing. She, there, there's got to be some sort of sickness involved tied yeah. to this. Because this was not RuPaul. This was different. Similar to like season three when she had the whole a lot of the health issues. Like every episode she had a mustache out of Dragon. Then she didn't have a mustache. And then she had a joke at one point during like the one of the behind the scenes moments where it's like, oh, watch the colostomy bag. I was like, you you had a colostomy bag? Was that a legit thing? Or are you just kidding? But yeah, it was, it was, it was a look. It was something different. Um, and you know what? You got it. Flaunt it. Right. So we are going to go through each uh, runway. Absolutely. Um, and are we know, tooting and booting? or what, what, what We're doing my version of it. Oh, that is, oh. The other show does that. I just so, meant in the general sense, not yeah, literally. Of course. So uh, for the Alaskan Summer Realness, we are going to play Hot, 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 or Not, Not, Not. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So 
Mayhem Miller. It's a very, very basic pink bikini with a cape. Um, it's boring pinup, in my opinion. Oh, I had to take a second. I like completely forgot that it was what it was for a second. I had to think. I mean, I'm not going to say not, not, not at all. I am. I'm not, because I thought she looked gorgeous in that wig. And like the pinup idea was really good for her. But I'm not going to say hot, hot, hot. I'm going to say room temperature, room temperature, room temperature. Fine, fine, go with that. You're changing the rules, but it's okay. It's fine, whatever. Eureka, Betty Boop with all those spots. Again, very simple and basic. Yeah. This is Drag Race. I want a little more. I love the titties, though. They were lovely. They were giant. They were Michelle Visage times six. Yeah, they were giant. Um, Not, not, not for yeah, me. Yeah, agreed. It was not good. Money exchange. Neon realness. At least she has big neon hair to tie it all together because those heels killed the look. It reminded me a lot of a combination of Chi-Chi's really bad neon look mm-hmm. and her really good ru- like ru- uh, redemption look. Because yeah. it was as bad as the bikini without uh, padding, but as good because it was the same color as her redemption. Right. And like it looked good on her, but it was just like... I appreciate the color. It was yeah, like, yeah. Not, it's like, not, that's not. what that's what I could see Monet walking into the club and performing in. Not, not on the stage race. of RuPaul's Drag Race. I agree. Yeah, not, not, not for me. Cameron. So here's the thing. It's basic. But she but for me, it's damn really good. Yeah, I love the bikini. I love the tits. Straps for days. I love the jacket color on her. The hat. Could have like, done without it. I'll be the first to admit I'm not Cameron Michaels' biggest fan. As a drag queen, she's amazing. On the show... I don't really care for her. I'm waiting to see her really, really, excuse me, really come out of her shell. But this look, I was kind of like, okay, no, yeah. Like, Real Housewives, like, give it to me. Yeah, I was feeling it, so hot, hot, hot for me. Yeah, absolutely. The Vixen. Okay, at least it's different. Transparent realness. I mean... Carlos, the Uber driver, and I had a moment where we were like, I really want that fan. Yeah, that's okay, what I that's said. It. That, I really want I that want fan. I want the yep. fan. Yep. And me, as the king of the fans, I deserve it. Accurate. I Could mean, you imagine if I brought that to the West End? <laughs> I can't imagine. That's the thing is, I can. My God. I'm gonna, guys, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Please it. Please do. Please and, like, do. like, clap it during a show. You are just going to, like, you're going to, like, if you do that at All Stars, you're going to knock Didi Comeswell onto her ass. Probably. She is so tiny. Probably. Thunderclap. Aquaria. Okay, I'm going to be a little honest. Story, didn't get it. Luchador no, no. in Alaska? <laughs> As a bikini? <laughs> she but, looks like a superhero. But she looked fucking awesome. Yeah, and as far as looks, I want like that goddamn braid. I am obsessed with super ridiculously long braids. Like, my, like, next thing that I want to do is I want to purchase one of those gigantic, like, as they say on eBay, 60 centimeter wigs just to have someone braid it into one gigantic braid for me because... I am obsessed with them so hard. Why don't you so just take hard. one of Adriana's? Let's take her ponytail. No comment. Uh, well, for me, Aquaria looked hot, hot, hot. Absolutely. And the colors worked really well on her. Yeah, it was good. Dusty Ray Bottoms. Bedazzled hat, and that's about that. I thought it was so cute, though. I really did. It was basic as hell, but it was so cute on her, and I love her so goddamn much that, like... Even when she's doing something that they think is wrong, I think she looks so good regardless. I mean, she just loves that black and white. That's all she's done on the show. Oh, that's true. It's another pinup wannabe. And for me, it was just not, not, not. It was... I have to say, I have to honestly say it was hot, hot, hot for me. Because I just really, really liked it on her. It was so good. It's fine. 
And that hat was just great. It was just a really good hat. All right, so Monique. I love the braids, and that's about it. Watermelons? Maybe just the runway theme is horrid. I mean... I really enjoyed the fact that she didn't use the, like, gigantic lumpy titties that she used. She actually used, like, the really cool, like, flesh-like ones. That yeah. was fun to see. I also didn't like the cut of the bathing suit. No, neither did I. It didn't it was not flattering at all. Mm-mm. So, for me, it was a not, not, not. Yeah, agreed. Blair St. Clair. Now, if we're doing the vintage pinup look, she Blair wins. nailed it. Absolutely stunning on her. Nailed it to the wall. Framed it, won it, took everything off I mean, off it doesn't of it. need anything else because no. she sold it. Like, and her padding was incredible. Complete Betty Page perfection. It was great. Hot, hot, hot. Burning. Like. Yeah. Right. Asia O'Hara. She literally glued pom-poms uh, to her swimsuit. I mean, everyone knows, or if anyone who doesn't know, I work in a preschool. I literally have seen my small two- and three-year-old children make that bathing suit. Quite literally. <laughs> And we got literally got her confessional about her talents, and this is what happens. Ugh. Now, we do learn later that she said that uh, two of her garments were unfinished. But why did you make the bathing suit? Why did you make the bathing this, suit? This, this could not have been... How is this unfinished? Why was this even an idea for Drag Race? Why did you start making it for this challenge? Why didn't you have a bathing suit already? Yeah, it was not. And even if you were going to make something, why didn't you add at least a different fabric on top of the brown? Like, why'd you go with the little pom-poms? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, not, not, not. Why? Ms. Cracker, are you kidding me? It's incredible. The swimsuit is braided from hair. It's so brilliant. And the hula skirt is hair also. Like, I don't usually like a hairy man that much, but a hairy woman, if she looks like Cracker, I'm all about it. Yeah, it was hot, hot, hot. We're going to move into Miami Winter Realness, and we're going to play a different game. All right. It's either freezing or melting. So if you liked it, it froze. If you didn't like it, it's melting. Okay. Mayhem Miller. Okay, I'm clocking the contacts again. Yes, they worked better for this look, but I'm kind of over her in the contact crutch. And the plunging neckline. This is a theme, and I'm not here for it Like, it looks good on her, but it's like, I think this is the third time we've seen her with the no it's the fourth she has worn a plunging neckline every single runway i think hasn't she probably i think this look was incredible otherwise it looks really good on her but like i want her like i'm not saying i want her to cover her chest but i want her to cover her chest if you know if like that i love the rooted hair into the white it's very glamorous i mean the the one thing that and i mean this in a good way the mohawk reminded me a lot of peppermint's from the white party challenge yeah. when she wore the mohawk like and um alexis michelle and i loved it because i love a good mohawk yeah i mean overall i'm gonna say it was freezing it was a great look yeah i'm just over the context it was freezing but the ice was starting to cut to like drip yeah eureka i hated it so much it's drag but i don't like how it fit on her i forgot what it was what it was, was it? the um leo with the fur and white fur yeah, well, the, f- the fur is fine, the silver is fine, but I'm just not feeling it. It was melting for me. If you can't even remember it... No, it was clearly melted already. It's not yeah. melting, it's melted. All right, Monet Exchange. The initial look with the crown and the coat is cool. The reveal into the dress, I was not so impressed by. I wanted a little more. Yeah, but like... But I love the beat. Oh my gosh, she, but she looks so, so good. Cool. Ugh. Overall, it was a freezing look, but I just expected a little more from the reveal. Like... Bibi Zahara Benet likes to say she gives a lot of face, but Monet gives face. Like, every time. Every time. Cameron Michaels. 
I'm going to call you out for that cat suit. Everyone has that material. I've seen it before. How dare you use that on Drag Race? I don't care if you put stones on it or put things on it to make it better. It's basic. And then, like, the thing that really just did not sell it for me was that she was trying to go for, like, a, I guess, sort of like a White Walker thing with her face. But, like, it looked like her nose was running and then it turned into an, a frozen goatee. And it just it wasn't... Yeah, the headdress is a lot. weird. It was just strange. And for me, like, when she took off her coat, the entire look was lost. Oh, my God. The coat made the look better, but then she took it off and it's like, and you're in a catsuit. Yeah, so it was very melting for me. The Vixen. I appreciate the different richer color of blue. Not sure it read right for the challenge. Not at all. It was a gorgeous dress. She looked really good in it. And I'm not a huge fan of hers, but she looked really good. Like, the horns looked good. But it was like... No. uh, As far as the look goes, it's fresh for her. And I liked it. Agreed. It did read a little bit costumey. Yeah. Um, It was very, like, Renaissance fair. Yeah. But again, look-wise, if I'm just looking at it, it's freezing. Beautiful. gorgeous. For the challenge, not Eh. so much. Aquaria. I feel like this by far is the best interpretation of the runway. It's fur, but it's Miami colors. Yeah. It's bright. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Did she personally hand eye all the faux fur? I want the receipts. <laughs> I'm serious. I want to see that she did it. Like, knowing... I don't know her, like, super personally, but knowing her well enough in her work ethic, I can believe it. But yeah, I agree. I still want to see the receipts. Freezing. Absolutely freezing. Stunning. Yeah. Dusty Ray Bottom, Snow Queen Realness. I love the concept. And yet again, you cannot see the lights on the runway. Yeah, but it didn't really matter, honestly. Matter. Like, if you're one, like, in comparison to Vixen, if you're going to wear a Renaissance Fair ball gown, you need to wear it quite right, just like Dusty did. And yeah, it, it was, was fan fucking tastic. Yeah, it was freezing. Monique Hart, I appreciate the colors, but that's what I hate about it because they didn't blend well together. It didn't seem to fit her right, and the heel color was so lame. That's another one I'm blanking on. I'm like, it, was, it was like the pink fur and like the purple. Oh, color. right, yeah. yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah, me. it was melting. It was melting, very yeah. much so. Blair St. Clair, sensational. She looks like young Cruella. I just wanted what, a reveal. Where, where was everything? Where was the reveal? Where was ev- and the thing that kind of bothered me was that the coat wasn't really well constructed. It seemed a little like... It's, it was nice from the top to the waist, but then, I don't know, maybe it was the belt, the way the belt was cutting into it. I think it was the belt. I think it was the belt, because, like, there was something weird going on that, like, the sides were, like, squaring off at the hips yeah. when going down, and I was, like, I was, like, that's why I really expected a reveal, because I was, like, okay, so maybe the reason it looks so meh is because there's something underneath that she wants to throw up, like, to show off, and yeah. then it didn't happen. I was, like, oh, okay. I was also not a fan of the nude boot. If you're going to do that, just Yeah, go no. But overall, for me, it was a freezing look. Are you going melting? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of melting for me. It's fine. Yeah. Asia O'Hara, she's about to go skiing. Oh, God. Now, here we go. While there were multiple colors to the look, this is essentially the Vixen's promo look. Oof. It's, it was, it's a it catsuit so... in a colored uh, leopard. It was a lot. It, it was, was the lot. Vixen's look. It was a lot. I think... Like, it. I, I agree... Like, the way you said, like, how you said about Aquarius was very Miami. This was very Miami, but it was, like, white girl going on vacation in Miami, like, drunk and wearing whatever she wants to wear, because it was a lot to look at. I think if I didn't ever see the Vixen's promo look, I would have liked this look. Yeah. But the fact that it called back to that, it was melting. Yeah. Melting, melting, melting. And finally, Ms. Cracker, Space Age Winter Realness. 
This is how you make pink monochromatic work. It was it was so good. It was like literally the moment she came out, I was like, "Oh, Speed Racer, yes!" I mean, this is it was unique. It was so on brand for her. Seriously, I, I just it loved great. it. It was freezing for me, and I thought it was so funny because like as I was watching, I was like, "Oh god, is she gonna make like a Speed Racer reference?" But like then the fact that she sold it that it was winter wear, I was like, "Okay, nope, I'm good with yeah. this." Yep. So finally, the last runway: Martian Eleganza Extravaganza. Can we take a moment about that door? It like was the, so stupid. It was stupid, but I kind of lived for yeah, it. Yeah, because most of them couldn't even fit through it. I loved that. It was very, like, really bad. Oh, you know what, actually? I think that door was literally the same door. They, I'm pretty sure they kept that door from when they did the Queens in Space challenge from season three. Probably. Because it worked about as well as that challenge So did. for this one, we're going to do Touchdown on Mars or Lost in Space. Oh, okay. Mayhem Miller. The red was cool. It's very intergalactic and unexpected for her. I don't love it, but I buy it. I loved the colors. The pants were really, really long. Yeah. She tripped on it like four times. And I was surprised by that because she's usually pretty good at executing outfits well. And so, I I mean, maybe it was one of the first times or the first time in a long time she made pants. But I was kind of just like, even when you had the shoes on, they still didn't fit yeah like why didn't you just tuck them or trim them or something yeah overall it was a touchdown on mars for me yeah i agree next up was eureka she's too big to make an entrance which was hilarious oh my god it's futuristic but i'm not sure that i personally got it i love i like the loaf that's kind of it because i love eureka's loaves and i love how she makes fun of herself for them and that's what I kind of loved of that she like made it her own. But the th- the funniest thing was that when she was walking around, the light was reflecting off of it. I was like, did she write Hebrew letters on that thing? Oh god! And every time she kept turning, I was like, wait, what? What does it say? What does it say? And then I like, oh no, it's just geometric shapes. Um, and one thing that was really interesting is like, I guess the the lighting designer decided to keep that blue light on. So when she hit the back of the stage with the blue light, she looked really blue demonic. Yeah, it was, like, it was not pretty. No, but it was a touchdown on Mars for me. It was a cool look. Yeah, kind of lost in space, in my opinion. That's fine. Monet Exchange. I love you, but no. No, no, no. The garment is horrible. It's ill-fitting. Everything about it just sucks. Now, here's the thing about this specific challenge, is the the entire intention of of this particular kind of runway is it's meant to be a theme-fitting look, a theme-fitting look, and then a theme-fitting look that is couture. And the definition of couture is one of a kind, meant to be worn like on the runway or in a photo shoot, not ready to wear. And that seems to be something that a lot of the queens think is like, oh, I, w- I needs to be ready to wear. And like, yeah, it's, you're wearing it on the runway, but it's not couture. And Monet's was couture to an extent. But it has to be constructed but it, well. Yeah, it has to be constructed well and it has to be executed well. And I liked it, but... Yeah, the construction was horrible. Yeah. It was not. It didn't. It wasn't. It was a lot like Vixen's entrance look. It was falling off of her as she walked around. Yeah, and... it didn't fit her. It, it was lost. I loved the mask though. The mask was really cool. Yeah, what did she do? Um, spray spray painted, painted and distressed it, but yeah. it still it looked cool. That's all I can say. It was lost. It was definitely lost in space yeah. for me. Cameron Michaels. I like it. She reminded me of Chad Michaels a little bit. The face. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, quirky runway. I think it was a lot going on. But it, was it was very fine. different for her. Yeah. I appreciated that because she finally like put a character to it. She wasn't just kind of like flouncing down the runway. I was like, okay, girl, I see yeah. you. But like, it was touchdown on Mars for me. Yeah, yeah, I can take that. Yeah, the vixen. 
It's constructed so poorly and doesn't seem to fit right. It was worse than Monet's. It didn't read Mars at all. It was worse than Monet's. Like, it turquoise? Was, you mean turquoise? It, just, it was horrible. Ugh. Lost in space for real. Oh, God. So so far gone. Aquaria. Fine. She sells it. She's a super villain. Was, yeah. Least work for most result. Accurate. Yeah. And her dick was out the whole time. Just blurred out. Completely. She's a dick? Kidding, kidding. Is that offensive? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Touchdown on Mars. It was yeah, incredible. Absolutely. Dusty Ray Bottoms. Now, here's the thing about Dusty's. I loved it. And that's the th- and that like I'm harking back to what I said before about Couture. It was, in my opinion, very Couture. Because I can't see Dusty flouncing around the stage in that, mostly because it was digging into her skin, which I can appreciate. And it was not the most wonderfully executed. It didn't completely fit the challenge, but it was damn well more couture than some of the other girls. But the, I think the more important thing is the challenge part. It didn't... Re- it was... I appreciate the material she uses, but it didn't read Mars at all. I mean, it's, but once she explained it to the judges and said that it's my Stardust look, I was like, okay, no, I can really actually see that. But my only thing but is... But Stardust and Mars, What what is that? My thing about it, I think what would have sold it a little bit more is if it wasn't entirely in gold. If she had hadn't thrown in, like, a color, a darker color, like a black, it could have been the stars in space. Something to make it seem more like Stardust rather than, like, Fairy Queen with, yeah, like, I mean, stone also, like, the other sunglasses. thing that I think could have worked is better hair. The hair was flat for this yeah. look. It needed to be something She grander. looked good in that hair, but not for this look. Not it for this look. She should have won... She won. She should have worn her... Maybe not entirely worn her um, signature big, poofy, dusty hair, but it would have fit a little bit better. Yeah, for me, it was completely lost in space. Unfortunately. Monique Hart. Part one, Mars. Part two, I don't know. Part two is the same fabric that every queen everywhere who likes blue, green, and looks like a mermaid wears. It's very simple cut of a dress. She looks great, but it is basic for this challenge. Not couture at all. It was ready to wear, which is fine. It was lost yeah, in space. Yeah, no, lost. Blair St. Clair... Yes, it's vintage but futuristic, and she knows her stuff. I love the pink and silver. Uh, it was very Jim and the Holograms for me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I really, really loved her look. Um, for me, it was a touchdown on Mars. Yeah. Asia O'Hara. So we learned that Buzz Lightyear's Lightyear has balls on her head. Literally, she glued balls to her balls head. to her head and to and her then body. Bit them out of her mouth. It was horrible. Ugh. It was so bad. Like, I thought it was kind of funny when she spit the balls out, but then they panned to Michelle Visage's face, and I was like, girl, same. Yeah, it was so lost in space. It was not good. Like, pink is her color, but even this one did not look that great on her. This no, was not There was something about this shade of pink that was just very strange. Yeah. Ms. Cracker. This was so gay, and I loved it. Ugh. It works for the runway, and it has a great story behind it. And she made something basic bigger. Exactly. And when she said that she was like, I'm really concerned that it's so, like, it's clean, but it's so simple. I was like, Cracker, it's you. Who are you kidding? Yes. Like, you're going to sell the goddamn garment, even if it's a goddamn, like, ripped open trash ca- trash bag with no silhouette at all. Yeah, it was great. It was totally a touchdown on Mars. Absolutely. So, Quite literally a touchdown on Mars because she was a spaceman. It was true. Mayhem, Eureka, the Vixen, Monique, and Blair are safe. Do you agree? I say no. 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 Uh, Blair should have been in the top, and I would have taken Cameron out. Yeah, okay. Okay, I was going to say, where are you going with this? Um, yeah, okay, agreed. I would consider putting the Vixen in the bottom. 
Bottom three. Not bottom two, bottom three, though. And so who would you take out of the bottom three, then? And that's where I'm not... I would consider it. I'm not sure In which one. In perfect honesty, some either Dusty or Monet, because they really kind of saved themselves with the winter looks. And... I mean, not winter. Um, summer look. The win- the, like, both of them doing their Snow Queen looks because they were fantastic. And I'm really annoyed that none of the judges... Or at least they didn't show the judges praising them for it, because I'm sure they did. And in comparison to, like, Vixen's Snow Queen look, or um, Monique's summer look, like, it was... Yeah, switch the two out, put those two in. Yeah. So it was very interesting, and I'm not sure I agree with all the choices, but Rue is Rue, and Rue's gonna do what Rue wants, wants to, to do. do. So, first up in the judges' critique, Monet Exchange. They liked her Miami, and they hated the rest. They said the Mars looked very sloppy. Yeah. Cameron, they liked the variety and the different looks she gave each time. Which is completely agreeable. And they said it was a good night for her. It was. Aquaria, they liked the cohesiveness of the looks and that they think she is a showstopper. Dusty Ray Bottoms, they really liked Miami realness but didn't get the rest. They felt that the Alaska was off the rack and not Martian but magic. And yeah, it's more fairy than Mars. Yeah. Asia O'Hara, balls, 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 and they wanted her to amp it up. And here's the little thing that probably changes the outcome. Yeah. She starts to break down, and she says she helped everyone, and the girls co-sign it. Which I really, I was not expecting any of them to do it. And the fact that they were all like, no, no, she does not need to be in the bottom. She helped every single one of us. I was like, all right. And she's, you all get gold stars for that And she tries one. to say that she had to do it because that's who she is, and she right. wrote them down. But they clap back and like, no, girl, you got to take care of yourself first. And we finally end with Cracker, who they say is perfection down the runway, and that it was a great night for Cracker. It was a fantastic night for Cracker. Who are they kidding? While it's a battle between Aquaria and Ms. Cracker, again. again, it's Aquaria that wins the end of the world ball. Agree, disagree? How do you feel? Agree, but also it could have easily have been a double win. Like, the thing that really, really bugged me so much was when Rue set it up and was like, Aquaria, you did amazing. Cracker, you did amazing. But... It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I was like, ugh. I was like, you really just wanted to make that pun work, didn't you? You couldn't just give it to both of them because they absolutely both deserved it. Yeah, it, it, it's really a matter of taste. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like it could have been a split win. Yeah, because like in terms of like it being a fashion challenge, Aquaria won. But the fact that like Cracker made a really fashionable outfit and sold it just as campy as possible was just like... Yeah, no, please, just please give her the win. She absolutely deserves it. Yeah. So, Monet and Dusty are the bottom two, leaving Asia safe. Do you agree with that? I hate to say it, but yes. I don't. I I mean, I don't care if she helped him. Asia is in the bottom of this challenge. Like, I, I would have put Asia versus Mon- uh, Monet, honestly, instead of too. Dusty. I would have, too. Like, Dusty saved herself, and the fact that they didn't save her was just like... Yeah, it, it was, for me, it was a shame that Asia got the pass because of the help. Yeah. Listen, this is a competition. You got to do what you got to do. And there are no excuses. You yell at Yuha for coming up with an excuse. This is an excuse. Seriously. In my opinion. But it doesn't matter because we're pounding the alarm to Nicki Minaj's song. I was so excited when I heard that. And I saw, like, as soon as the little caption came up, I was like, <gasps> I mean, finally. When I saw that song come up, I was like, mm, that is definitely a Dusty Yeah, Rose. I was like, um, um, I, was I like, feel like if you're going to do a Nicki Minaj song that kind of fits the theme, why not do Starships? Yeah. 
That's true. And it's from the same album, so... Right, and I feel like it fits Dusty a little better than Pound the Alarm does. But it doesn't matter. Dusty's a little shaky in the words no matter what. And it really all didn't matter because once Monet does that fake out split, she won. My God, that was such a gag. Literally, the entirety of the West End exploded. Everyone literally was just like... I mean, the thing like, is, it's like, that's not a new thing. I've no. I've seen many people do it. But she did but it so well. But to do so it on Drag well. Race and like that. Yeah. You know every little baby drag queen is going to be doing that now. Uh. So, this is Monet's moment and Dusty is just there. Uh. Rue warns the girls that this is what we call lip sync for your life. And I completely agree. Dusty fought her fucking heart yeah. out. And, like, as soon as it was over, I almost burst into tears in the middle of the bar because I was just like... Because I have been friends with Dusty for... Almost four years. I have loved her since the first time I saw her when she guested at Suddenly Seymour's show before her season of So You Think You Can Drag. And I think she is incredible. She is so damn talented. And I wanted her to see go, go so... Like, I just wanted to see her go so much further. And I was so disappointed. Yeah, well, Monet wins. Dusty is eliminated. Before we wrap up with the Dusty, we're going to go through Untucked. All right. So, Monique is still confused how she's safe. Eureka thinks no, she's a top, and all I say is, girls, you're delusional. Seriously. Like, every time, I'm so sick of being safe. I'm like, then girl, do more. Yeah. Girl, do more. So the vixen decides to move to the other couch and not sit on the shady couch. But it doesn't matter where you sit, you're still a shady-ass bitch. And Mayhem sh- reveals that she pulled her look out of her tits, out of her ass. Eureka thinks Monique should have been in the bottom. Which I agree with. And then the vixen wants the word negative strike from the record, and Eureka says that she is. Cue the fucking drama oh, yet God. again. Eureka is tired of hearing the vixen talk and asks to go smoke. I mean, who isn't? And the vixen just needs someone to fight with. And the thing that really starts to trigger Eureka is that she says and admits that she didn't like her on season nine. Like, what, what, what was the point of that? Why was that necessary? It was premeditated. Everything that Seriously. happens now, Eureka can be like, you want this to happen. But the quote of Untucked is, go have your cigarette, bitch, because it's done. And I want that on t- t-shirt, please. I, like, I'm sorry, but the one thing I have to say is I don't disagree with met- much of what Vixen will say. Because most of the things she says, she's absolutely right. She has, she's every, like, everything she is feeling, she has absolutely every right to feel. And I agree with a lot of the queens, like, Monet and all them were posting from uh, last week's episode with her argument with Aquaria, how everyone was like, she needs to check her attitude. I'm like, you don't need to check your attitude if it's your personality or, like, Mm -hmm. whatever that was. I completely agree with that. However, like, Vixen doesn't need to pick a fight every time. It's so unnecessary. And I, that's why I also agree with what Monique said last week was, like, just because someone comes for you doesn't mean you have to fight back. She's like, well, you're poking the bear. I'm like, yeah. Get well, the fuck away. I thought I was going to come to fisticuffs because they are standing See, no, far seriously. too close for comfort. Like, I honestly thought Vixen was going to be the throw, like throw the first punch, and I was a little bit concerned for Eureka. Honestly, not even that she couldn't fight, but that she was just going to get the like sucker punch. Yeah, Eureka wanted to test her, and now she knows who she is. And the Vixen is the bear, and everyone just keeps on poking her. <sighs> I think they're just trying to get rid of her, and I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so Eureka is frustrated that the Vixen has a preconceived issue with her before even getting there. And Mayhem is rightly worried that the Vixen will take her turn at someone else next. We get to a commercial, we come back, and the Vixen still Still. keeps shit-talking her as Eureka walks back. But I mean, at the same time, Eureka was also in the back, like, doing the same. 
but right, not but quite like, as loud. But not in the same room. Like, right. It's one of those things, like, you know you're both going to do it, but when you come together, just stop it. It's like when you hear the door opening, and it's like, okay, time to move on. But yeah, no, she didn't want to move no, on. No. So Mayhem wants to know if everyone's cool, because she just wants a drama-free corner. Um, and the girls return from the judging, and everyone is quiet. Cue the sadness. Monet is saddened that no one liked her raggedy Martian look and starts to get emotional. And Monet really thought she was in the top, and I'm still very concerned for her that she's so out of her element yeah. that she thinks she is that great on in, in, I mean, in the show. Yeah, and like in complete, like I completely understand where she's coming from because I really thought, like from the get go, I really thought she was going to be like tops, tops, tops every single time, and so like the fact that she's that or like rather she wasn't recognizing that she's not doing the absolute best she can. I'm like, yeah, no, girl, it's it's I mean, the, there is the sad truth that potentially Monet Exchange is a top tier bar queen, but a middle of the road drag race queen. And I just hate to think that way because I just love her so goddamn much. I'm such a huge fan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, she no, absolutely, no, absolutely. Because her hosting skills are better I'm, than most queens have come through this show. Right, it's absolutely. It's just when it comes to a show of a competition where you're looked and judged at a level of everybody else, and you're not quite there, you have to understand it's not you, it's the competition. But I have two things that I can absolutely have faith in before Monet. I really want them to be having some kind of singing challenge or maybe a talent challenge, something that she can showcase her opera voice because I've actually never heard her sing. I didn't know she was a trained opera singer. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that. One. And two, I know she can really be funny because she is a funny bitch. Like She's had her opportunities, though. Oh, I'm not saying that she hasn't had her opportunities, but I'm sure, like... There will come the challenge that she will absolutely like. You want to see her do a stand up challenge? Not even stand up per se, but but like she did it last episode with the tap that app, and she failed miserably. True. So I mean, I can see her making it to Snatch Game and doing really well. It's all on the character. Monet knows it's her and Dusty, and Dusty is crying in the corner. Cracker then gets emotional that Monet is crying, and they have a moment, and they are truly the best duo ever. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Dusty decides to change into a gold romper and is freaking out about not knowing the lyrics. And Aquaria, out of nowhere, tries to be encouraging, but I've realized that she just lacks empathy in her voice. Yeah. She is an empathetic person. She doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are like that. Yeah. No, yeah. And they, they always send to, like... Without trying to, they end up sounding a little condescending. And it's like, you're not, I know you're not a condescending person. You just don't hear it. And that's Mm -hmm. understandable. Like, you can't hear that. Like, it's like Eureka can't understand that she has an accent. But exactly. So, Dusty and Monet share a moment together, knowing that one of them is gone. Dusty is devastated she's fourth eliminated. And her notes are super sweet, even from Aquaria. Yeah. Dusty hopes she gets to inspire. And you know what, girl? You have. You are part of the family. So, here's my first burning question for you. What's next for Dusty? The world, to the be world? quite honestly. Like, when I saw Dusty at the finale of So You Thinking in Drag, she was really, really upset because she didn't win. She lost to Alexis Michelle, and she was really broken down about it. And she just didn't want to talk to anybody. She just kind of left. And the next time I saw her, I think it was about a week later, I just, like, pulled her aside. I was like, really quick, I never got the chance to say last week, and I understand you were upset, but I want to tell you personally... You are going to do so damn well in this city because you are so goddamn talented. Like, you have the entire world at your feet, and you are not going to, like, you are never going to lose. Like, I can see you doing so much. And then she won Look Queen, and it was completely deserved. So I think 
now more than ever she has a huge fan base now so she's totally gonna she's gonna have the world nice and especially with that new goddamn song it's so good it's pretty good so the vixen how much more of this are we gonna see i'm hoping one more episode do you think she's in danger God, I hope so. I'm just, I'm just tired of the attitude and the yelling and the fighting and just like someone po- I forgot who posted, but someone posted about it being like, well, it's VH1, so of course they want it to be like Real Housewives and everything else. I'm like, okay, yeah, nope, that's a good interpretation. That's probably why they're keeping her because it makes quote unquote good TV, but like that doesn't make good TV for me. Anyone else you think is a little bit in danger? I hate to say it because I actually really, really like her, but Monique. Yeah. I love Monique. I thought she was great from the moment she stepped in. And I had to, I agreed with her from the first episode that she did not place at least towards the top because she made that goddamn wig. That was great. And I really hate to say it, but Monique's unfortunately very middle of the pack. And I'm so sad about it because I really, really like her. Yeah. I'm a little worried for Mayhem, too. I'm, I'm feeling like she's going to be going soon. I haven't... I'm not sure yet. Because... Yeah, this week she was a little middle of the pack, but I know she's really, really, really good. But we'll see. It's if we're getting into more acting things, I think yeah, she's true. not going to do well. And here's the last burning question. Next week's episode five. When are we getting our Snatch Game? I have a feeling it's either going to be episode six or it's just going to be like season seven. It's going to be episode seven. Because now there's ten queens left and then there's nine. So either they're trying to make it so that there's an even number, so eight... Or they're going to do like what they did with All-Stars 3, where it's like uneven and throw in someone random. I don't know. Well, I mean, here, here's my other thing. It's like, we've heard that there could be a potential return. Um, are they going to do it with a 7-7 like they did with Season 7, where they had like a team challenge and right. like, the winner comes back? Or is Rue going to pull a Elimination Lopez and just bring her back? Right. So that's Or like maybe there's be a double elimination, and then she's like, okay, let's bring someone back. Cause, yeah. Yeah. But, but either way, like we're there are a lot of queens and Snatch Game is Snatch seems Game far away. worries me for a lot of the girls. Honestly, a lot of these queens I'm worried about for Snatch Game because I'm just not like, what are you gonna do? From what we've seen from you so far, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's it's it could be a dangerous one. But well, this was so much fun. I loved this. I've always wanted to do a podcast because I could talk about Drag Race forever, and I love talking about Drag Race. Yeah. So it's so much fun to finally get to do this with you. This was great, and I hope to see you soon and performing. When are we going to see you on stage again? Whenever someone wants to book me. And where can the fans find you? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And as soon as enough people want to pay me, they can find me on Venmo. I'll make one. What? And where can we find you on Instagram? What's your handle? Allura Borealis, all one word. There you go. Well, Allura, this was a pleasure. Thanks once again to Alora for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.